0: Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. You ready to go ahead and get into minute number 10?
1: Let's do it. Great.
0: In the previous minute, we saw Alan Grant finish explaining how raptors hunt and kill their prey. We left off with Ellie and Grant discussing having kids, much to Grant's dismay. At minute number 10, Grant tells Ellie that kids smell. She responds that they don't smell. As they continue to playfully disagree, the sound of a helicopter can be heard in the distance. At 10 minutes, 4 seconds, we cut to a shot of a helicopter coming in to land. At 10 minutes, 7 seconds, we cut to a shot of the Velociraptor skeleton, which was recently unearthed, being blasted with sand, which has been stirred up by the landing chopper. At 10 minutes, 12 seconds, Grant and Ellie charge down the hill, yelling for the workers to cover up the dig site. Workers scramble to throw their shirts and jackets over the skeleton so it isn't lost in the earth again. At 10 minutes 21 seconds, Grant runs to the cockpit to tell the pilot to cut the engine. The pilot, instead of complying, points towards the main office trailer. At 10 minutes 28 seconds, Grant picks up on what the pilot is trying to tell him and he runs towards the main trailer. At 10 minutes 38 seconds, Grant busts into the trailer to see who is behind this madness. Grant sees a man rummaging through his refrigerator. He asks him what the hell he thinks he's doing in the trailer. The man stands up, turns around, and fires a champagne cork at Dr. Grant. Grant ducks and stands back up to tell him they were saving that bottle for a special occasion. The man tells Grant that they were saving it for today. He guarantees it. The man is short and elderly and dressed in a white seersucker suit. At 10 minutes, 54 seconds, Grant asks who in God's name does he think he is? Grant sticks his finger in the man's face. The man responds by shaking Grant's finger like an outstretched hand and introduces himself as John Hammond. Grant has a look of shock on his face. At 10 minutes, 59 seconds, Hammond lets go of Grant's finger and blows the dust off of his hand. He tells Grant that he can tell that his $50,000 a year is well spent and walks away to find glasses for the champagne. And thus ends minute number 10 of Jurassic Park. So we get the introduction of John Hammond here.
1: That's right. He uh... has
0: just been kind of a, uh, a reference character so far. Gennaro uh, talked to him, uh, talked about or dropped his name to Restagno. Uh, in the previous couple of minutes talking about the lawsuit they're coming under fire for. But we haven't actually seen John Hammond yet.
1: That's right. And we don't really know what kind of a person he is. And, of course, when we meet him, I mean, he's just adorable. Yeah. He's this bubbly little this guy. This whimsical little billionaire. Yeah, far different from the character in the book. Yes. The character in the book was a real piece of work. Who, Great departure. Yeah, yeah. He uh, was just an ass and very mean to everybody and was only in this for the financial gain. And yeah. really just kind of not a well-written character. It wasn't really well Thought out and it was very like predictable, uh, whereas I think the character in the movie is is so there's a lot of layers to him. He's very um
0: he's more depth to him and more depth. More faults, it's a I much think, more too.
1: dynamic uh, portrayal. Yeah. yeah, and you know he's presents himself as this like bubbly, cute little guy and everything like that. With but he's working people and you yeah. can tell he's working people and in, in the Richard Ambrose performance. Uh, it just really brings all those things out with such subtlety. It's it's great. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the actor, Richard Attenborough, and just how accomplished this guy is. He was acting for decades. His foray into film includes everything from a performance in The Great Escape. He directed A Bridge Too Far. Uh, he won an Academy Award for directing Gandhi, which he actually beat out Steven Spielberg for directing E.T. that year. Uh, he also directed Chaplin, uh, starring Robert Downey Jr. in the early 90s. Um, here we go. So Richard Samuel Attenborough, who is also Baron Attenborough, wow, yeah, was an English actor and film director and film producer, entrepreneur and politician. Uh, he was the president of the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and the British Academy of Film and Television Arts. So this guy was pretty accomplished in, in so many different realms. Uh, he was born on August 29th, 1923 and passed away not too terribly long ago, um, August 24th of 2014. Uh, so he's got a hell of a career, a hell of a career that spans decades. Um, and his brother, you might David recognize Attenborough, right? David Attenborough, the voice of just, I don't know, every sort of like nature special you can think of.
0: And then he had another brother, John Attenborough, who was a financial advisor.
1: Really? Yeah. I think he was actually kind of a big wig in the auto industry
0: in, in really? England. yeah, but yeah it's awesome.
1: <laughs> well, there you go, man. The family there's a lot of accomplishments there. Um, so apparently there was, uh, Another actor considered for the part of John Hammond, and this might have been when it was in. This might have been a direction that one of the other rumored directors was gonna go, and that was Sean Connery. Uh, we also had Charlton Heston in James Cameron's uh, in James Cameron's idea. And so you, you you really get somebody a really dynamic performance with a, a lot of depth and a lot of layers with Richard Attenborough's John Hammond.
0: Yeah, I think that scene when they're talking about the flea circus later in the movie is mm-hmm. kind of the definitive moment of this character's progress in the story. It's you you don't really get the full scope of it until Ellie's sitting down telling him to his face that everything is just the flea circus over and over again. But yeah. right now it is. It's like imaginary fun times with uh, investors' money. He's just screwing around
1: with. Let's let's talk a little bit more about that character's arc, uh, and I think where. He doesn't really have that much of an arc when they sort of broke the idea for the original ending. Um, all he wants is for his little babies, his dinosaurs to be kept safe and preserved and everything like this. And he has a, you know an affection for the raptors. Well, at the end of the movie, the, uh, Grant, Ellie, and the kids are cornered by the raptors in the um, Rotunda, the visitor center. All of a sudden, one of them is blown away with a shotgun and you look up and there's Hammond with a shotgun. Well, it wasn't quite that dynamic that rousing of an ending, and two, an old man with a shotgun is just kind of... It, it sounds better on... It's better on paper, I think. Uh, and so that would have been like a little arc for his character, but it's still right. not that crucial a thing in the overall movie. So I'm glad they they didn't go that direction.
0: The, the real plight for his character here is that he doesn't really care concern himself with other safety. He just wants to have a fun, good time. Exactly. Right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Again, with all these this depth and these layers I'm talking about with this character... Uh, it's actually kind of terrifying when you look at this scene in a certain way and just how bubbly and fun he is and inviting them to, to come to the island, just come check it out for the weekend, a little getaway. And uh, if I could get y'all's endorsement, that'd be great. He's not telling them it's an endorsement because one of my employees was ripped apart right. by yeah. one of these creatures.
0: He's like, Oh, the lawyer's the pebble in my shoe. Yeah. And not, then just, it's a problem that I've created.
1: Yeah. Steers from there by, you know, saying like, I like you, The, the, the pattern yeah, the both of you. And just building them up and everything. It shows what a brilliant guy he is. What a shrewd businessman he is, but also a sociopath. Uh, So, but, you know, as long as he's aware of it, as you said, we see later in that flea circus scene. So Hammond is very much like Walt Disney. In the sense that he was going about starting this business, uh, or starting this theme park, by kind of going around certain... uh, Certain institutions, rules, yeah, yeah. So he was doing his like land acquisition by leasing Isla Nublar from the Costa Rican government right. by doing it through the Hammond Foundation, a business that he started for the sole purpose of like not having to mm, to do it under under the guise of like something that was very. Uh, Maybe not get unions
0: involved, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe not paying the full so, amount of taxes. Yeah. So Walt Disney was like buying up all the land in Florida through uh, different like dummy corporations, like Steamboat Realty, Steamboat Tomahawk like like yeah. Industries, yeah. stuff like that. Because if people, the landowners knew that it was Walt Disney, Disney Productions, everything, they'd be like, "Whoa, I'm not selling these acres for like forty cents an acre. I'm going to sell them for a thousand dollars an acre." And all this. So uh, he was able to buy it up through those dummy corporations. Well, Hammond is kind of doing all of this through this Hammond Foundation, which he's presenting as something that is very educational and fundamental, which it kind of is. But anyway, uh, with all of that aside, whenever whenever Grant is running to the trailer from the helicopter, uh, something happens that's kind of reminiscent of Chief Brody and Jaws. Uh, Spielberg was always doing little things to make Brody feel awkward and out of place, which... Uh, didn't, he kind of took away the idea that he was the action, you know, he was the hero and he was the suave guy. And we knew that he was going to prevail and everything. So Grant, when he's running by, he like knocks, accidentally knocks a pair of pants off a clothesline. Mm -hmm. And that's always sort of reminded me of, uh, little things that Brody would do. Like, I think there's a scene in Jaws where they're walking into the big, uh, big courtroom to talk. You know, when Quint finally comes around, Brody hits his head on some, little sign or something like that. In Jaws 2, there's a moment where he's going down a hallway and hits his head on this lamp that he clearly runs into every day. So it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. But, uh... Okay, so... But whenever Grant runs into the trailer, there's a fly swatter hanging on the wall that's actually a stick with, like, a sandal on the end of it. Huh. Yeah, I'd that's never funny. seen that before. Yeah. And then, behind him, later on in the scene, is some drawings on the wall of dinosaurs. Well, that is actually the Jurassic Park concept art by Mark Crash McCreary. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And, uh... When Hammond says to him, you know, I'm glad to finally meet you in person, Dr. Grant, that just, it implies that, like, you know, he's had his eye on Grant, specifically. Knows who he is. Yes. And, uh, you know, we also find out briefly in a minute that uh, he's been funding this dig, but Grant has never met him. Right. To show just, like, what a, like, I don't know, private person he is. And so, uh, one of the last notes I have is that the champagne they're drinking is Moet champagne. Yeah. So.
0: My wife likes Moet. It's not bad. It's It's not so expensive. Yeah, I don't really drink that much. I like all champagne. I've never had a champagne I couldn't drink there you go my, my name used to be kyle champagne crane <laughs> now, that was when i gave myself uh there's one moment i like where grant goes over to the helicopter and is telling the guy to cut the engine he's like cut it off cut it off and the guy's pointing and grant mm-hmm. goes i can't hear you so he just points harder <laughs> like pointing harder is pointing louder <laughs> you know like it's that <laughs> way that's where he is so that's uh no, i like the framing of the shot whenever he first busts into the um Uh, to the trailer to see John Hammond. He turns around and fires off the cork at him. It's a classic Spielberg framing of kind of Mm -hmm. like you got a character in one corner and there's a reveal slowly turns around. Uh, But there's a weird cut there too. Then it cuts to Grant standing again from the side and that bothers the hell out of me. It
1: is. It is kind of strange. And it's one of those things that Jurassic Park doesn't always have the the niftiest editing. And uh, that's kind of an example. Um, Hey, we're going to go real deep with trivia here. The helicopter pilot is named Tom Mishler. Uh-huh. And he does a helicopter work in different movies. Oh, really? One he's of them he's is a... a swordfish, is like the other one. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that's all I've got for this minute. Yeah, that's all I've got, too,
0: folks. Thank you so much for joining us today for Jurassic Park Minute. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with minute number 11. Well, I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And until next time, hold on to your butts, clever girl.
1: Jurassic Park Minute is a fan supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute.